welcome to the root of all Ashley. If you're still here listening, I can only assume that you're just generally concerned about my well-being. And yes, the rumors are true. I am being held against my will. Please send as much money as you can. You're going to send it on Cash App to Ashley JC J as in James C as in Cat nine three. That is again Ashley JC nine three. Please send me as much or send my kidnappers as much as you can to that Cash App. Um, there's no Venmo. And I will not give out my banking information, but you can send cash and checks. I will make, I'll give you a P.O. box. I mean, the kidnappers will create a P.O. box, and I will discuss that in the next episode. But anyway, um, Adriana, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Ashford. How are you? I'm processing. I see. I didn't have a clever, witty thing to say this week, because it's been a heck of a week, and I really have nothing to... Uh, say entertaining but as the show goes on you know, my, my humor will definitely pick up um, what about yourself how are you holding up um, hmm. scotch tape that, that's, that's all I can describe I'm being held together by scotch tape mentally and emotionally well no I guess I'm doing better than that uh, I'm a little, I've been a little depressed again but of course it's the time of year uh, where the dark jokes get even darker. So yeah, but other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm doing good. I haven't really been, you know, something, you know, okay. It's been the common, common joke that I drink a lot. Everyone knows I can drink a lot. I can hold my alcohol. Well, since the new year, and this wasn't like a new year's resolution for me to not drink as much. It was just for me to be healthier. That's it. You know, watch my portion sizes, you know, if I go out to dinner, do I really need that, you know, quadruple extra thick cheeseburger, or can I go for, like, a wrap instead, you know, kind of make those choices for myself, and, like, like, I guess, you know, subconsciously I'm thinking, okay, maybe not drink so much, because since last year, it seems like from October, when I went to Belize on vacation, to the end of the year, I was drinking a lot, and I don't know. I guess I just, since the new year, I really haven't been drinking that much. Um, I'll go like a week or two without an alcoholic drink, and I didn't realize this until like a week ago. And I was surprised at myself. Now, what do you think that is? I don't know. I think I'm just tired, maybe. I'm bored. Or I think what it is is that it's that part of the year where. So I get really depressed between my birthday and the holidays, but it's. It's in February. It's the time of my dad's death. And when I drink alcohol, you know, I can get a little bit more depressive and things like that. And so when it comes around that time, I tend to verge away from alcohol. I don't know. I couldn't tell I couldn't really pinpoint it. I want to say, oh, because, you know, I'll think even darker thoughts or this or that. Or I might go down further than a rabbit hole. I, I mean... I, I don't know. I just, when it's ever the month of February, I don't want to drink. I'm not much of a drinker. Even tonight, I went to Olive Garden. After the end of my day, I went with a coworker, and I decided just, okay, I'll drink there. And the, I had a margarita. It's free. Margaritas are my safe choice when I don't really, there's nothing really on the specialty drink menu that I really want. And I'm not a beer person, I'm not a wine person. So margaritas are my safe choice most of the time. And it was really delicious. And, you know, 
if this was a few months ago, I would have had three or four before we left the restaurant. I just had one. And the thing is, that single one lasted me throughout the entire dinner. So, but at the end of the work day today, I, all I could think to myself was, I want, like, 500 drinks because I'm so frustrated with how many steps that this the simple thing that my job requires and I have no I really don't have complaints about where I work I truly love it I love everyone that I work with it's a really great team but I think my one complaint is there's a lot of tedious steps to doing simple what should be simple account maintenance things because I work at a financial institution so it's just like it doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm one way I get you're being extra solid that there's no loophole or anything that something can, can happen and come back to us legally. But dear God, do they make so many unnecessary steps for stuff that it's very annoying. So, yeah, uh, alcohol. I want so many, but no drinky that muchy, even though I still want to drinky muchy. But yeah. Now, what about the obligatory, you know, Valentine's Day? Because it is February, and mm-hmm. so why not aim your uh, energies towards Valentine's Day? Now, I really can't speak for for myself, but I mean, you know, I'll live vicariously through you in that aspect. See, Valentine's Day's never been that big of a deal for me. So, um, I let's see, throughout my like as a I mean, kid in elementary school, you get Valentine's Day cards. But, you know, when you get to the teenage years where you can start dating, I never had guys or anyone that crushed on me, so I never had a Valentine in school. And when I was, you know, when I became adult, between when I was single to meeting my husband, I actually never happened to be with anybody during Valentine's Day. I, it wasn't, like, on purpose. It just never happened during that time. So I've never been having a guy say, oh, will you be my Valentine and all that cutesy stuff? And to be honest, that's not me. I'm not a super lovey-dovey person. I don't, like, over, like, affection overload. So with my husband, he's not a super emotional guy either. We both love each other. That's very clear. There's romance, clearly. I mean, we have a great relationship. We can joke and laugh, and we're both jackasses, and we just click. But saying I love you to each other every day or every time we get off the phone, we don't do that. And there's nothing wrong with people that do that. It's just we're not that type. Um, in public, we don't have to kiss and hold hands. We might, like, I might wrap my hand around his arm, like, you know, hold onto his arm when we're walking. But we don't hold hands and kiss and, like, get all love. We're like, oh, no, I love you. No, I love you. Stop it. Like, it's just, I, I, we don't do that. And I can honestly tell you, I don't remember the last time we said I love you to each other. It had to be sometime between October to early January, I'd say. I think so, somewhere between there. We didn't even say I love you to each other on our wedding anniversary in September. And again, it's not, I mean, we, I clearly love him. I love him a lot. And he's the man for me and all that. But we just, we, we are more people that we show rather than say, like we'll do and show you rather than say it all the time. So I remember talking to a coworker about this the other week because I was, teasing her because she got off the phone with her boyfriend. She's like, oh, I love you. And I was like, huh? huh? She's like, you're married. What are you talking about? I said, yeah, but I don't do that. She's like, what do you mean? I said, I really don't even know when Blossom I said it. And she's like, really? I said, well, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. We just we just don't. I mean, once in a blue moon, I'll feel like it, and I'll say, "Hey, yeah, I love you." And he's like, "Oh, I love you too." And you know, we'll, we'll get that gross second out of the way, and we'll go back to being jackasses to each other, which is what we prefer. So yeah, and that, and then on top of that, Valentine's Day, my husband doesn't. I mean, you know, he's from another country. Valentine's Day isn't like a cultural thing for him. They don't exactly do Valentine's Day, so it's not something he's ever really done and cared about. So for me, like. Every year he might do something, maybe the week before, week prior, or week after. There's occasionally he's bought flowers, I'd say maybe two to three times in our marriage. Um, years ago, he bought me a Pandora bracelet, but it was way before Valentine's Day. So he'll do things, but he won't do it on Valentine's or near it. So we don't do the traditional Valentine's, and we don't really care about it. So you're not going to be living vicariously much through beyond that aspect. And see, I think Valentine's Day and all the other holidays is something that was just learned, and just like anything else. Um, and I was the opposite of you, actually. Uh, in my relationships, I was always the one that said I love you on, and every, at every single turn because it was something I was taught. So that's something I was used to. So my initial reaction when you said that you don't say that a lot you know, was the, oh my God, gasp. But the more I think about it, I kind of understand where you're coming from because... Once again, it's a learned thing. So I said it all the time in my relationships, whether I guess I should have or not. It's a whole other story. But yeah, I'm, I've been accustomed to that for so long. And now since I'm a quote-unquote lone ranger, um, I look at all different angles of that. So it's so interesting to meet somebody that doesn't really fall into that stereotypical category of Valentine's Day, I love you to death, I love you more kind of thing. Yeah, it's a touchy feeling. I think if we go if we go into you know a therapy session here, it dwindles down to going back to my childhood. It all started the day I was born. No, I come from a household where no one's overly affectionate. If anything, everyone's violent and angry and um, other toxic issues. But affection just wasn't it. It, it was you know there wasn't many hugs. There wasn't like oh I love you. It just wasn't affection place I grew up in so and then for me I don't know how to process I don't really feel sympathy and empathy I just those are things I just don't process now I can I know how to seem empathetic I mean if someone's sad they lost a loved one I know what you know the things to say even though I don't like to because I think it's overused where it's like oh you know time heals everything oh they're in a better place etc etc so I'll offer someone like, hey, you can just hug me and cry because I know that's that's a pretty decent thing. I'm very awkward. So when it comes to emotional things, even in the past when I've dated other guys that they're very emotional, I couldn't help it. I couldn't handle it. I don't like that. It, the, the expression of love and, um, oh, when I look into your eyes, everything, the stars align, and I'm like, what? <laughs> no. The stars don't align. Look up there. Are they aligning? They're not aligning right now. They're scattered everywhere. They're all dying stars. Are you telling me that my eye is a dying star? I mean, there's a black hole. That's a pupil, but that's getting scientific there. It's just, I, I, I just, I always felt weird about it. So, it's, I mean, again, I just, it's one of the things that uh, I go back to saying I love about my husband is he's, he's like a perfect fit to me that he can be sweet. He'll give me a compliment occasionally, but it's just, it's not overdone. It's not every single day or every week. It's, 
ooey gooey stuff. If anything, him and I make fun of each other. We'll be out in public and we'll see a couple being lovey dovey, and him and I will like be jackasses and we'll pretend we're lovey dovey. But, but I mean, the actual way, there's no hate to people that are like that. Some people are very emotional, people are very affectionate, and that's just how they are. But we are not. We, we are all, we are in our own way, but not in the traditional. I love you. No, I love you more. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. You hang up first. No, you hang up. I, the only time him and I will say I love you uh, in, a, in a frequent amount of time is when we're gone from each other overnight. If, for instance, if I'm going to be gone this weekend, each night, like I would be on the phone with him and we'll say I love you to each other because we're clearly not sleeping with each other that night. And I and him and I both feel the same way. We could be angry and argue, but we'll never go to bed angry. And we won't, We even if we're still angry, we'll still say I love you if we're angry at each other. And when either him or I are leaving the house separately, we'll always give each other a kiss, but we won't say the words I love you. So if I'm gone for a weekend, he's gone for a weekend, we'll say, if we're gone overnight, when we got the phone before, you know, calling it a night, we'll say I love you. But again, because we're distant from each other, and you just never know what could happen. And, like, I don't see you and talk to you the next morning. So we do it in that way. But, as I've said plenty of times, it's just not in the traditional way. Of course. And like I said before, I mean, I was raised a very different way because I was raised all around females. So it was that pursue me, once you get me, treat me like a queen, say I love you, buy flowers, everything of that sort. So I was raised on that for the longest period of time, and I took that with me um, up until, I guess I want to say, my 30s. And then as I got older, I became more practical, more realistic. Of course I'll say I love you in a relationship, and of course I'll go above and beyond because that's just who I am. As far as the actual Valentine's Day or whatever other made-up holiday, I really don't go. For, I really don't go for it too much because I believe you know you should do that stuff all the time. But once again, this is it's a different dichotomy between you and I because I'm an extremely affectionate, very lovey-dovey. I write poetry, I write stories, I do a podcast, duh. So that's how I am. And listening to your side of it, I can see it too. So it's it's very interesting how how different we are, but yet very similar when it comes to being sarcastic and schmucks and stuff like that. I had a train of thought, and I just seriously lost it because I had two different things thinking about that I wanted to talk about, and I, they just slipped from my mind. Well, mm. well I actually have something. This is what happens when my mind tries to multitask. I actually have something I want to talk about that that got me in a little bit of heat. Um, I'm not a big social media person. We we talked about this. We ranted about this a whole lot, and there was a particular thing that really caught my eye. I don't respond to anything on Twitter or on Facebook. I don't. I don't bother with that stuff. Number one, I'm too old. Number two, I have a life. And number three, I know what a vagina feels like. So there was this one thing. Yes, I know. Thank you. Um, there was this one thing somebody commented on about, I won't get into the logistics of it because it's inconsequential. Um, one person says something 10 years ago. And it was very rude, very shocking shock and awe in this generation so they dug up something he said 10 years ago and now he's officially quote-unquote canceled i have a problem with that and i never had a chance to really speak out i commented on it and i got blistered 
So me not being a social media guy, I just deleted it and said, okay, whatever, people are stupid, life goes on. I wanted to get another view on it. Because do you believe that people should dig up something you said 10, 20 years ago and hold you accountable and use that against you? So that's that's a subject that's not black and white. There's gray, there's different sides, and it's it's very tricky, and that's why I'm the same way as you. I went years ago, I just like to troll Facebook, and, you know, um, I didn't really have strong opinions, but then, yeah, at the same time, I did. And I kind of realized a lot of it wasn't that important to this, where I have my own opinions to where I feel comfortable to talking about people I know I can talk to as an adult. So... No, I don't think someone should go searching through their Twitter and they spend like three days to find something that they did wrong 10, 20 years ago. Now, I don't want to, like it, like you're solely looking out to find what's wrong with this person. So let's say someone did something wrong 10 years ago. They said something bad. They acted now, again, it all depends on what it, how bad it was. And I'm not a person that's going to dictate and judge how bad is something because that's not my job. That's not my role in society. So let's say, you know, they did a Twitter. It's a little insensitive. It was a joke. It's not so PC now like it is nowadays. And, but let's, let's say that person continues to have that same behavior that they did 10 years ago. It clearly shows they never changed for the better. They didn't try to better themselves. If they make an apology tweet now, it's like, okay, can I really believe you? Because you've been repetitively the same way for 10 years. Now, I mean, is someone going to be willing to change? Sure. I'm always open to someone willing to change, that they're going to try to when someone finally points out their flaws. That's very toxic in a way. Now, on the other side is someone makes a non-PC tweet 10 years ago that was funny to a lot of people then, but it's not so funny now, especially with the generation that's being brought up. But they're clearly not that same person that they were 10 years ago. Then I think that's, it's, it's stupid. Now, yeah, did they say something that wasn't appropriate back then? Sure, it, it was awful. But are they doing those kind of jokes now? Are they behaving that way now? Are they, you know, what type of person are they nowadays that you're aware of? I mean, if they're a celebrity, you don't really know them, but how do they behave in society nowadays? What is their attitude? What is their behavior? And things go off that. But now you go to go back and just create problems. I, I'm one of those people, I hate going back in the past. Uh, for example, if I had arguments with my mom, she's the type of person that when you're on the losing side of an argument per se, okay, let's bring up something you did 10 years ago, six years ago. I hate it when people bring up something that's not, it, it, it's not relevant to what we're doing now. It has nothing to do with it. Why are we bringing up something that I did wrong 10 years ago? You know, it's, uh, it's the same thing where someone will bring up a celebrity that's been dead since the 60s. Oh, well, they did this that was wrong when they were, like, in 1962, and they died in 1970. I mean, what what does that have to do with what, what today? They're not even alive. Their children are probably, like, on, like on the back end of dying, too. What, what does it have to do with anything? And that's... So, again, they then. And I mean, that's, that's another thing is you don't really know where the line is, is because society seems to be very divided on either one side or the other. 
and everyone has their own personal opinion on where that line is. So there's no societal line on what the right and wrong is of, of how you behave socially. Everyone has their own opinions, and there's some people that agree with you. Some people think the line should be further. Some people think the line should be um, closer. It, it, everyone's different, and that's what makes the internet so brutal and so annoying most of the time because of all this. So for me personally, I don't care what you did 10 years ago if you're a better person than, than you were then. If you've obviously made changes. I mean, even for me, when I was younger, I made a lot of jokes that are very not PC nowadays, but all my friends were making those jokes too. We all laughed together. And it was, it's, it's, no one thought, oh my God, that's so insensitive and Oh, you know, that's, uh, that, um, I forgot the words for it, but just people overreacting. It wasn't like that. Now, you're, you have to be very careful. And now I can respect it. If someone is very uncomfortable with certain jokes, uh, I knew I'm going to respect it. So, for instance, like for me, even back then, where you think things were as PC, I still never liked the word, the R word, for, you know, for someone with Down syndrome or something. I've never liked that. And so even as younger, I didn't, but I don't, I just simply would ask them, hey, please don't use that word around me. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. But I wouldn't lash out at someone saying, how dare you? And, and I just asked someone politely, hey, please don't say that. And, and that's it. I wouldn't get over the moon with it. So, yeah, again, it's very complicated. Even as this podcast, you, you just never know. It can get blown up. So I'm also try not to be more in detail, but at the same time, I'm being very truthful here. I have my own line, but you might have a different line than me, and there's someone that could be listening to here that has a completely different viewpoint, so if I bring up an example on whether I agree or disagree with that said example, they can take it so far and think, oh, well, she supports this. No, I don't. I'm just saying it's not a big deal what happened then and what's happening now. Um, You know, and so for me, like, the line is... Um, did you, again, I mean, it's not calling someone out they're lying or not. It's okay, did, uh, let's say a guy, he, he sexually assaulted a woman. Now I'm saying sexually assaulted as in completely violating, um, penetration, stuff like that, where grabbing, manhandling the boobs and full-on aggression, uh, physical touching. Now is, oh, well, he touched my side, you know, when he was hugging me, um, I just didn't like it or something. To me, I think it's a little too too much. If you're uncomfortable, you know, keep that between you and them saying, hey, next time we hug, please don't have your hand there. Fine, but to blow it up on social media, et cetera, et cetera, I think it's too far. But again, it's your own personal comfort. So when something like that, so let's say if a male or a female, if someone did, like, physical aggression towards you, that is something that's bad, you know? Um, that's, that's not okay behavior, clearly. Uh, no matter what time frame you're in. Now, have they done that since then? Like, now 10 years later, um, they can be apologetic. Now, if a woman, like, let's say this happened 10 years ago, and then last month, another one, hey, he just did that to me. Okay, hey, that's clearly not cool. If the said person's like, hey, you know, that wasn't fine. I thought it was funny. That's how I was. But, um, you know, that's not who I am. Now, if they're clearly showing remorse, to me... That's better. Now, if it's full-on, you know, you know, fair warning rape, that's way off the table. Way, like, let's not know. That's not okay. Um, and even then, even so far as to how aggressive was that 
assault. Again, it was like a very aggressive, that's still not okay, and you can be remorseful, but it doesn't mean I'm going to think you're a cool person. So there's even lines and levels to that. What is okay? What can be forgiven? What cannot be forgiven? Uh, same thing with uh, racism, racism remarks. Uh, all this, There's all different issues, and there's lines, as, as I said before, that everyone has a different line for different things, and they just expect everyone else to fall in line with that. Even for me, I just expect that everyone should just be like, hey, it, you know, be good to yourself, be good to others. Um, I can't, and I can't expect everyone. I would love everyone to think the way I think, but um, it, that's just not how the world works. And I don't take personal offense to it. I don't act self-righteous. I don't take it out on someone at a cashier at a gas station. I don't, you know, it's, that's just how it is. And there's some people that get so bitter and so angry that their opinion matters to themselves so much that they get so torn up and so angry and bitter because other people don't agree with them. And it really baffled me a little bit because I consider, I consider myself a good person. You know, not perfect, not better or anything else. I consider myself a good person. And I found myself getting sucked in to the argument um, because a person made an anti-Semitic joke ten, <clears throat> 10 years ago. Now, granted, don't get me wrong, for the people who are listening who think I'm anti-Semitic, no, I'm not. I'm a black guy. Um, and the reference that was made was abhorrent. It was disgusting. It was, you know, it was, it was rude. He made that on his own accord 10 years ago. Now... For what he's doing today has zero to do with the comments that he made 10 years ago. So it was brought up and he was canceled and fired and everything in between. My comment in that little, in that little bubble, you know, my comment was, okay, he made a comment 10 years ago. What does that have to do with today? The moment I hit enter or send or whatever, I was bombarded by just people just coming down on me. And they didn't really understand the point I was making. They thought I was sticking up for him. And my response was no. It has nothing to do with what he said. Because once again, it was silly. It was ignorant. It was stupid. But it was 10 years ago. If you judge him on what he said 10 years ago, then everybody would be in trouble. Including myself. Including the person who was responding. Including the people who were jumping on the bandwagon to jump down my throat. It actually made me question who I was for about a good five minutes until I realized who I was, shook it off, and carried on about my day. And it just made me think that if people will dig up something on you just for whatever reason, we all we all are not clean. You know, we, we, we all have we all have done something abhorrent before in our times, so whether it be ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. So my main point is should we be punished for something that we did 10, 15, 20 years ago? I'm 45. I've done some abhorrent things in my 20s, some awful things in my teens. So should I be held accountable still for something that happened 20 years ago? Now, of course, you know, murder or theft or something, something destructive, something like that, of course. That is a whole nother subject. But whether it be whether it be something I said, something I typed, do you think that should be drudged up 20 years later just to soil my name? So that comes back down to is, okay, are you that same person as you were then? 
Um, now, clearly, you know, okay, let's say, hmm, come forward, let me go through Adriana's uh, social media and just comb through everything because I'm bored and I see something that you wrote, you know, 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, I can't be friends with him because he did this 10 years ago and I didn't even know him then. Well, I know who you are now. So that's where it goes back to, as I was saying, is I think if do we think someone's secretly trudging into someone's past just to find something? No, I think it's a waste of time. Why would you do that unless you are clearly a vindictive person that has nothing else better to do? But there's complaining people that do that. But the matter of caring is, okay, the person that said something like that, are they that same type of person that they today are they making those type of jokes are they behaving that way um how are they behaving to their fellow man fellow human being you know are like what are their actions that are today is it like and is it reflecting what you saw 10 years ago so that's where you make that your own personal decision there is okay well um i really really don't like what they said 10 years ago so i'm just not gonna be a fan of them i'm not gonna purchase their music i'm not gonna watch their shows or um, however they contribute to society, I'm not going to take part in what they're contributing to. That can be my own personal decision. You know, I'm not going to tell everybody, oh, don't do that because they said so-and-so. No, I don't need to say that. If they say, hey, why don't you like this person? Well, I didn't like what they said 10 years ago, and it just sits with me and it bothers me, so I just don't need to purchase their product. I'm not going to sit there and tell you, ooh, well, you're a horrible person because you're just, no, do your own thing. I don't care. So that's where, you know, I agree with you. I think it's tedious and it's unnecessary to to do that, to go back in 10 years and hold a grudge. But at the same time, how is that person nowadays? Is it reflecting their behavior? And that's where it goes back to, as I said, where um, it can just be more than tweets. It could be actions. How bad were these actions? Was it something minor? Um, you know, like a, like a hug that someone felt comfortable with and they felt like they say oh well that's sexual assault because they hugged me too like their hand was a little bit lower than i felt comfortable with to me for my own personal opinion i think to blow something up like that is very like why would you do that you can talk to that person hey you hugged me back then that made me feel very uncomfortable and i hope and you know hey if you ever hug me again please don't do that and i hope that you're not touching other women that way because that may make you feel uncomfortable and that's your own conversation you don't need to go to twitter now as i said before it's if it's more of an aggressive thing that they did okay they can be held accountable for that i don't think their entire life again this is where the line is how serious was it was it serious where it's very illegal what they did that's very frowned upon like you know r-a-p-e uh yeah, that, that's a completely different thing. But like, it, this—that's where the the line is—is is where where was the line at? What did this person do? And that's where society decides to dictate. So there's the court of law, and there's the court of people. You know, um, and that's it's it's got to be terrifying to be a celebrity nowadays now, because you can sneeze the wrong way and you can be canceled. Now, do you think it's a generational thing? Because that old catchphrase of back in my day, we didn't have stuff like that. And of course, not to say that back in the day was so much greater than it is now, but do you think it's a generational thing to now that this is a culture to where no one dies yes, no. You know, no one dies clean? What I mean by that is whether or not you're a celebrity, you could be just a normal person walking down the road or someone think, thinks they know you 
and they do a little bit of digging and they bring up a comment that you made 15 years ago calling somebody a name and all of a sudden um, you know, Ashley Cox, she's a great person or Adrian Walker or Bill Williams or Mark Henry or blah, 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 just making up names as I go saying, oh, he's a great person, but you should have heard what they said 15 years ago and I found it and now we don't like you now. Do you, See, do you think that's fair? No, clearly it's not. But what you're asking me if this was a generational generational thing, I think it's the yes and no to that. Clearly, because this generation, so much technology, there's so much more to the world now. And, you know, it goes down to what you were taught by the previous generation. But I think a big part of it is technology and how opinionated people can be um, to where it's just everyone's opinions have to matter. They get so caught up in their own opinions that it's just like, okay, my, everyone's important. Your opinions do matter. But it's where people take it to the extreme is, I refuse to back down for what I'm saying is, I refuse to acknowledge what you're saying. I'm going to say you're stupid. I'm going to say you're racist. I'm going to say you're this and that. Just because you're having a conversation with me. Now, if people decide to be like playground kids and like, no, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. That's not a conversation. You're just insulting each other rather than talking about it. And then at the end of the day, if you, you can agree to disagree. Okay, we just don't have to be friends if we're this this much in a disagreement or we just never have to talk again or we don't have to talk about this. That's fine. So, but then you see people that are you know, my generation, the generation above me, your generation, my parents, my grandparents, it's, you can see a lot of these people who have access to technology, and they behave just as bad as teenagers and some millennials do nowadays. And if they have access, they put their opinions, and they're horrible in how they talk to people, how rude they are. And you, and then, of course, with technology, you have recordings of how people treat um workers so i feel like if we had this kind of technology back then i think it would be the same way just about because you look at the 70s uh you know you have all you have the working class that is like oh be a man be tough and then you have the hippies and things so i feel like because the hip you know the i don't know if it's a bad term but hippies like they're all about free love and you know all that stuff and then you think of this generation it's kind of like about the same situation except for we have that technology where people can talk more about it so i think it's just i think technology plays a big huge part more than the generational thing itself and for instance because i know i've talked about this before um for like for my mom is she got on facebook she's she's a political um she she watches the news every day and she lives by whatever she reads even if it's articles, that's not even by a damn doctor. But anyway, that's a whole different rant. Um, she was on Facebook, and uh, someone she's never met before in her life made a comment about something. And my mom, who doesn't know this person, has nothing, has nothing to do with each other, comments on what she says. This is, oh, you're a special kind of idiot, or something in that context. And she was so proud of herself for doing that. I'm like, what, what did you gain from that? Why did you feel like you need to act like a child? to go off your way and talk to someone you've never met before just because they have a different opinion. Well, she was wrong, and she clearly didn't know the facts. So that's your job, and you had to insult her? I mean, why couldn't you? I mean, if anything, if you felt that, like, she, you felt that strongly about her not having the facts, why didn't you just comment to her and comment the facts that you believe in? 
and have a conversation with her instead of saying, oh, well, you're a special kind of idiot. So that's more than a generational thing. That's someone that's in her, that's, that's 60 years old. And it's, it's very infuriating that you have to do that. I, I mean, I can walk down the street and I see how somebody hits and I'm like, wow, that is a fucking idiot. But I'm not going to go out of my way and go out and say, hey, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, what, 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 what is that going to do to my life? How is that going to change my life by saying that to somebody? So it's the same thing with the internet. Why do I need to go in part of, and get into comments with people I've never met? Why do I need to, I don't, there's nothing I can contribute. Uh, I don't have a platform in this world. I get it. You know, enough drops of water can create an ocean, but there's nothing I can say that's going to sway this world or society. I don't, I'm not smart enough. I don't have a degree in, in science, in politics, anything where um, I have a solution and I know better than the next person. And same thing with social, like, you know, with things that are going on with the LGBTQ community, uh, with race and stuff. There's a lot of things I agree and disagree with. Uh, I'm all about be good to yourself, be good to others, as always. Don't be a dick. That's the motto. And on Ho's life, don't forget that. But I don't have an answer because I'm very, it's not like I'm divided, but I'm all situations are different. You know, hey, I strongly agree with this, but I also don't agree with that part you're saying either. You know, I agree with you, but there's another thing you're saying that I don't agree with. And I don't like getting those conversations with people I barely know. I rather get in these conversations with people I know I can talk to about. And because, again, I don't have the answers, so I don't want to put my opinion out there. And they're like, oh, what do you think we should do? I don't know. I'm not that type of person. I don't have the answers. I wish I did. I wish I had the answers. I can press the magical button because I would do it. But I don't, I don't have that. So... Again, it comes down to technology. People are way too opinionated, and they have um, this need to be acknowledged and appreciated. And I don't know where that started from. I don't know how it started. I don't know why it started. But I feel like it's going to be our downfall at some point. Um, it's. But the one thing I kind of like out of all this is I love seeing people quitting their jobs, workers walking out. Now, is that going to be great for businesses when I want, if I want to go to a restaurant and they're short-staffed? But at the same time, it's like, hey, we're short-staffed because a bunch of parents kept harassing the workers and they just couldn't take more, so they walked out. I'm like, you know what? Good for them. I don't mind waiting for 15 months. Good for them. It's, it's, I hate, I am all for people quitting their jobs. I'm hoping that they can still take care of themselves, but is the whole term of the customer's always right bullshit is I want that to be over with this generation. There's no more of that bullshit. Uh, that's why what I like where I work at so far is because people, like, the customers get a written warning. of like, hey, what you said and how you behaved was not acceptable. If you do this again, we're completely shutting down your accounts. That's it. End of story. And I appreciate that. Um, now, the level of what they do is I, I personally, you know, a coworker told me about a really difficult client and she asked me to take care of them because they were very racist towards her the last time she interacted with them. For that type of interaction, they should have just closed out the account. I don't know why they gave them a warning letter, but I guess that's just the, the policy. Hey, give them a warning as long as it's not illegal and it's be fair, fine, so be it. Um, 
I didn't agree with it, but I can see their side too. Okay, legally, this can kind of you know save us from getting media attention and stuff because we treat everyone the same. <sighs> but yeah, as I said, it just it's a really strange world and it's very exhausting, and that's why I stay secluded. <laughs> now, I, I agree with everything you said, but a couple of points make make a little side note to to piggyback on how you love your job because you don't only have to deal with those people those people's heavy opinions i have the same thing well my, my job is tremendous i don't have to deal with that aspect but to go back to what we talked about originally i think that we have technology wise too much too soon instead of having these conversations like you and i are having it's easier to be the quote-unquote keyboard warrior and just type whatever you want to type even if you don't agree with the person's opinion you can have that conversation but most don't want to. They want to be combative. They want to force their opinion down your throat. And if you don't agree with them, you're wrong. We're going to cancel you. You're racist. You're bigoted. Everything of the sort in between. I just think that society is fine. The people are fine. I think we just got too much too soon. And people want to be heard. But they go about the wrong ways doing it. Especially if it's something that they don't agree with. Hence the backlash that I got off of just a simple opinion. And now people are getting it twisted now because they have such avenues as social media and Twitter and all the other stuff like that. They get it twisted and they forget that there are other opinions out there other than their own. Now, once again, you can, you and I can have conversations and we can agree to disagree just like adults, just like professionals, just like what we are. It's really sad and it's really a telltale on certain people, not everybody. It's just certain people that they can't have that conversation. They can't say, okay, well, I don't agree with what you said because I feel this way, but we can agree, disagree, life goes on. But they have to be heard so much that they would literally bash you over it. And that's the rabbit hole I had to pull myself out of because I'm not a Twitter person. I'm not a Facebook person. I'm not... I'm just me. I'm this 45-year-old curmudgeonly man who screams at the clouds, who focuses on his own little world, his own little castle, and be damned everything else. So I think, in my opinion, social media is, is a detriment to people, not to society, just to, just to people, because they can't handle it. I think that we'll, we'll be better off with less social media and less technology because I'm going to say the old curmudgeon thing in previous generations to where we had to go outside and talk to one another or pick up the phone and talk to one another or go to our neighbor's house and talk to one another. The common theme here is just talking communication versus hiding behind a keyboard and just saying, oh my God, you're wrong. You know, I don't agree with what you said, so I'm going to just bash you for it. Do you think we had too much too soon? Oh, for sure. I think uh, technology, what was it? The first smartphone that came out and I had one, I think I want to say I was maybe 17, 18 years old. So a lot of people think, oh, because, you know, I'm in my 20s. Clearly, I look young-ish. And they're like, oh, you, you know what you're doing. And I'm like, listen, smartphones didn't come out until I was like 18 years old. You know, I was still used to landlines and flip phones um, and Blackberry. But... It's so, and then, you know, from not even, for basically 10 years ago to where we are now, technology just completely just fast-tracked 
to the extreme. And it's still advancing. Like, every year you're getting newer models. Like, you're getting two to three new models of phones every year. You're, the technology has come back. You're hearing about robots and AIs and all this stuff. And there's a lot of stuff I can't even keep up with. I am not technology um, efficient at all. So, for sure, uh, technology has gone too fast for a lot of people and then because you still have a mess of generations you have people that are clearly the elderly and then you have their children that they raised and they're set in their ways because they were raised in the 70s and 80s and then you have the there's my generation where i was raised in the 90s and early 2000s and it's a bunch of generations clashing all in one go and i'm one of those people like okay as things are being changed you know there's generations that are dying out. Uh, it's sad on one hand and on the other. It's for the assholes of those generations that are dying out. So I'm like thinking to myself, you know, like where there's the subject of race is such a big issue still and for obvious reasons. But if you think about, okay, maybe in two to four generations, this probably won't be as much as an issue anymore because a lot of people that continue to make this such an issue, like from the negative perspective, they're going to be done in like 50 years, within the next 50 years. So it's like, okay, by the time, if, let's say, if I were to have a child, maybe my grandchild's age, or maybe they're by their child, like this, I'm hoping it won't be as much as a big deal then. Because there's a lot of stuff as generational trains of thought, and then you don't know where technology is going to go and how things are advancing. Because you think, where are we off now? to where we were 20 years ago. Or if you think where we are now to our grandparents who are 80 years old, where they had, they didn't even have a TV yet. Um, like my grandmother, my mom had lamps that my grandmother did her homework next to, these oil lamps. And you think from those lamps to now, how big of a difference. So it's just like so much progression, so fast, and there's a lot of people that are afraid of change. I'm afraid of change. It's hard for me to adjust to things, but not in a negative way. It's, I don't like change, and you're you're horrible, and you're what's wrong with society. It's not about that. It's I try to adjust technology. I cannot keep up with it. My husband is my technology support. Um, then I'm all for, you know, the alphabet mafia, you know, LGBTQ. Um, I'm all for love. Genders, everything. I'm all, whatever you want to do, you be you to the best that you can. But there's things I'm not, it's it's all, it's also very overwhelming because to me, and I'm not saying this in a joke way or to be an asshole, it's just to me it seems like every other month there's another term, there's another this or that why people identify. And again, I don't care. I, you know, hate be you. But at the same time, it's overwhelming because I don't know what I'm going to say or do is going to be right. But, but, my intention isn't to insult you, but I just don't know. And this is a perfect example. My coworker, who I'm becoming friends with um, at work, we, you know, she, her, all the stuff. Um, I had seen in uh, bio that they identify as they them. Okay, and I remember seeing that, and I didn't realize. I was like, okay, cool. And we went to dinner, and I remember saying her, she, you know, to, you know, as in talking about them in a third person. And she didn't say in an asshole way or condescending. She's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I just want to let you know, hey, at work, it's not like this, it's like that, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm fine with it, but I do identify as that. And I said, okay, hey, cool. Um, 
just be patient with me because I have not had a friend yet that identifies as non-binary before. So please be patient. I will try. If I keep saying she, her, please just, you know, remind me. Um, I'm not doing it. And, you know, they were like, yeah, hey, I mean, I get it. People, it's basically, they were telling me, this is what I like. This is how I prefer to be. This is how I identify this. That's who I am. And I completely respect that. And they were very respectful to me at the same time as, I know you're not used to it. I know you're going to, that you know, if you misidentify, it's not on purpose. It's an accident. And I can be patient with you as long as, you know, you're being patient and you're accepting. Like, I'm not condescending. Like, but why? That's stupid. Are you really? I mean, that I don't need to be that way. So there's respect and patience on both ends. And so I see people on Twitter and social media, if someone identifies as they them and someone misidentifies them or misgenders them, people flood and harass this person comments. How dare you? They aren't, they isn't a she or they isn't a he. And I see this and I'm like, wow, the person, that person doesn't even follow the person who identifies as non-binary, so they don't know this, or maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know the story. But people freak out. So it's just again, it's the whole self-righteousness. It's it always like what I think every episode you and I talk about always boils back down to: don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> but, but, That's it. That is this show really should have just been called "Don't Be a Dick." But 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 my main point was. My main point was, I mean, that that in itself is a whole other is a whole other category. But do you feel that we were given social media too fast, too soon? Because oh yeah, I did explain that in the beginning. Is we did get too technology too much too soon. <laughs> so now, now since we tackled, you know, Valentine's Day, we tackled cancel culture. But that is an ongoing topic that will just never cease until. That fad, and yes, I'm calling it a fad, till that fad goes away, until we come up with something else to complain about or to not like about each other, to try to fix someone else other than fix ourselves. So I don't like the way it took you so long to watch Star Wars. I, I feel triggered. Anyhow, I digress. So, <laughs> so we're going to talk about something fun-loving to, to close out the show with, because I think we went in a couple different directions, because I love the fact that we have all these things that we're going to talk about in our head. And then once we hit record, we talk about something totally different. You mentioned earlier that you had a train of thought that you're going to say, and you forgot what it was. Did you get that back? Oh, God. Um, no. <laughs> I, no, I have no idea. Oh, it's okay. So, well, let me ask you a question. So, we try to make a little fun-loving before, before we end the show for this week. Is how do you feel that your new show has been going along so far? I mean, do you feel that it's been more serious, you know, than you imagined that it would be? Mm, yes and no. I mean, to me, I'm just thinking it is more of an outlet to talk about things to just pop in my head. I don't feel like I'm the venting as much, but at the same time, because I have such an issue with the sound quality on my end because I am speaking over a phone. So to me, it's very cringy. And it's hard for me to listen to my own episodes. And so parts of it I actually don't listen to. Uh, we have a mutual uh, friend between us that, and she'll send me a, you know, a message here and there when she listens to an episode and she'll comment about a 
part that she loves it's funny and I'm like yeah and then I'll try to go back and listen to it and I hear how they some quality is and I hate it and I keep telling myself to buy a mic and I'm not and I just haven't done it because I keep forgetting about it but again this is like an outlet for me to just kind of talk in a way and I so I don't know I feel like I'm putting me out there but at the same time I'm not because it's my self insecurity so where Ashley used to be in, in Slacking Majestically years ago, I was very outspoken, very rage, uh, venting constantly, and I just didn't care until now is I'm very insecure, and I will talk about things with you, and then I'll step back and think, like, did I really want to talk about that? Did, I mean, uh, was that really, like, something nice to listen to? And I become very doubtful about myself, and that's not, and then that's, you know, a second reason why I don't go back and listen. And I haven't, I've only talked to a couple people, like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast, but part of me is just like, I'm going to wait till the sound quality gets better, and then I'm going to recommend it to them. I'm going to wait till I start being a little bit more interesting, and then I'll recommend it to friends. Uh, my friend I went to dinner with today, I told him about it, and I told him the title, how to find it, etc. And then now I'm sitting here, even now talking, to like, oh God, they're going to listen. And they're going to be so judgmental. What if I said something wrong in a couple episodes about work and I didn't realize it and it's going to come back and haunt me? <laughs> so there's like a lot of, I, it's like I very, I very much like this, but there's also a lot of self-doubt. So it's just, I'm, I'm learning to love it. Well, see, I'm thinking, like I mentioned before in my previous shows, I think it's an evolution of, of, of this actual little universe that we've been doing. Um, listening back to the Slack and Majestically show, I notice how just off the rails we were because we were just so so busy having fun, talking trash and just saying whatever. And now we've evolved to just this mellow conversation going back and forth or just provoking thought and talking about just anything and everything. And once again, everything we talk about provokes thought, whether it be balloon fetish animals or hose life or OnlyFans or something like that. <clears throat> we bring a certain... A certain uh, interesting topic that anyone can relate to, uh, as, you know, as as bizarre as it sounds, and I think we in the podcast world, I think we're doing just fine as far as sound goes because there is no such thing as a perfect podcast. There is no such thing because this is like art, you know. It's it's it can be interpreted so many ways, and you know, it's all about perspective. So I think we're doing a good job with it so far. I think. There's another change in it, too, because you and I are not sitting next to each other like we did. Um, I think that's it. Because for me, I can be more joking and being more, I mean, just being more chaotic when I'm next to somebody. Because I thrive off of reactions. So if I see you crack a smile, if I see you make you roll your eyes, I feed off of that. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to keep going. And over the phone, it's hard to judge off of your reactions because I can't see your reactions. I don't know if I said something that you actually think is funny, if it's like, eh, or whatever. So that's what keeps me in this kind of neutral way because I don't know to go up or down. And not to say that I'm uncomfortable. It's just it's I can't gauge how I want to be when I can't see the person I'm talking to and their emotions. Well, very soon, you and I will be doing a live stream of the root of all Ashley. So we will be able to see our reactions and everything in between. So you have to get, prepared, oh. get ready and prepared for that. I, I missed the memo about this. I do not I agree. Uh, stop. Do not pass go. Check your spam folder. It's all right there. Don't worry about it. 
Um, <laughs> so as this show comes to a close for this week, uh, I feel that we have talked. And no, let me let me rephrase that. I feel that we've had conversation about a couple of things once again that people can relate to, and it's natural, it's free flowing conversation that that we actually enjoy. So before we sign off, I'll give you the floor as usual. This is your show to say whatever you wish to. Oh gosh. Uh, hmm. Well, I mean, we just kind of at the end of every episode, you kind of bring this the question up: is how do I like it? How are we doing this? It comes down to you know, I'm still happy to do this. I was actually thinking of the last week. Oh God, we're caught up. I have to record. A, I had to. We had to record another episode. I don't know when I want to do it. I don't know what I want to talk about. And it's a pressure. And I mean, in a good, in a good pressure, not a bad pressure. And so I do enjoy this. Um, I hope, you know, there's at least a good handful of people that listen. I hope, you know, they're enjoying it or do they miss the chaotic way? Like, I like that personal feedback. Um, and because, you know, I can gauge with that too. And probably when I get a mic and I'm more comfortable with how I sound, I think I can be, not that I'm not authentic now, but I think I can be more authentic to my personality because I'd be more comfortable and I'll actually listen to myself more and maybe I can you know, provide my own self-feedback and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, since we're about all about provoking thought, Adriana, um, I have a final question for you as well. All right, I'm ready. All right. How do you deal with a ghost that's, that's out of shape? You exercise it. And good night.